Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life podcast. Today, I have a fantastic conversation with Steve Schumann, who really is the um, brains behind all of the branding for all things ISI. And as we've been on this journey together, we work together at, at UTs. He's our chief creative officer. And him and his wife went through a cancer journey together over starting towards um, the tail end of 2019 and are kind of you know, in that journey still. And so we just sit down and I just was so impressed and so um, encouraged by how he used his faith uh, and him and Kelly used their faith collectively throughout this whole process. And I think there's some great nuggets of wisdom, um, you know, knowing that we will or we will know somebody who's going through a journey like this. I think um, there's a lot of things he learned throughout his uh, experience and him and Kelly's experience through through this journey that could be helpful to you or others. And I hope this conversation is, is a blessing to you. And I, I think you'll really enjoy it. Until then, uh, stay sharp, everyone. All right, Steve, thank you so much for being on the ISI Life podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. It's been fun. You know, it's been, um, you know, working alongside you at UTs and as we launched ISI, you've been the creative brain and, you know, really behind the whole brand and helping, helping pull it together in many ways. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, excited to have this conversation and, and for others to learn more about you and, you know, your and Kelly's journey here on a personal level. So I appreciate you, you know, making the time today. Oh, you're so thank You're so, you're so welcome. I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for being able to be a part of this. Yeah, for sure. So I know you, but for others that don't, you know, give us a little background, you know, where'd you grow up, um, family, um, mm -hmm. you know, career background up to kind of current state, give us uh, kind of a walk down memory lane. Well, I'm 46 this year, so it's a long, there's <laughs> a lot to uh, cover, a lot of ground to cover, but I'll try to do my best. Um, I grew up in sm small town, Ohio, Suffield, Ohio. Um, and as I started off my first four years as a plumber's kid, um, my dad was a plumber, um, and family business is a, is a plumbing business, five generations of plumbers. So plumbing's in our blood, but, um, <laughs> my dad, my dad, um, was also very, um, uh, engaged and, and involved in the church growing up. And even as a plumber, he was on the church elder. Um, he was just very involved in church. And, uh, I think when I was turned five, I think it was, he uh, became a pastor, uh, took on the pastorship yeah. of the church and he's been there ever since he's been, it's like almost 41 years now, I think. Um, a long time, but, uh, but so I grew up as a, a PK first, a plumber's kid <laughs> and then to became a PPK pastor, a plumber pastor kid. Yeah. Um, wow. but that made for, um, uh, awesome up upbringing, uh, growing up in the church and kind of growing up around the church and what's going on there. But, um, also just having kind of like a, my dad being a, a, a tradesman as far as plumbing also kind of had that work ethic and, um. So I felt like I was blessed just to have a little bit of both of those things kind of inbred in me and just uh, growing up in a, in a lifestyle and situation where uh, just was surrounded by uh, so many rich, good things. Um, I have three brothers or two brothers, uh, three of us boys. And um, yeah, just a lot of fun having, as you can imagine, having three boys. Um, mm -hmm. Boy. Yeah. Just um, going up, growing up and um, always loved creativity. Um love drawing. Um, but being, uh, being in a trade and, and, and my dad and grandpa and uncles and all everyone in trade, I just always felt like that's where I, my, my career was going to go working with my hands and kind of like that, you know, working man mentality. And, um, never really thought creativity was kind of be in the cards for me as a career. 
Um, mm. But I always loved doing it. It was always, always kind of a hobby for me on kind of on the side. And so when it came to college and going to school and kind of deciding what I did, wanted to do, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so I thought, well, how can I mix creativity and, uh, and, and, and work? Um, I wasn't sure. And so in high school, I was like, well, I just want to at least do like get involved somehow. I needed a summer job or after school job. And I looked all over the town to say if there's any kind of creative jobs available. And uh, there was a small little screen print shop. And I'll tell you when I say small, it was, I think about a thousand square foot, like little space. And it was like one press and I'd go in after school, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, sweep the floors and, and clean screens and do stuff like that. And I, um, was with that company for probably about six or seven years, just through high school and college. And, but it was an opportunity to, to, if I, if I was going to do something, I didn't want to work at McDonald's. I didn't want to do, you know, something that wasn't in line with my passions. So it, I, I was so fortunate to find that place. And it kind of was, it allowed me to kind of explore kind of creativity in some sort of way, or at least be around it. Um, and then, um, then of course I had to go to college and, Still, in the back of my mind, it wasn't, you know, I didn't think that it would be something that I would uh, be realistic as far as a career. Uh, so I kind of explored architecture a little bit because I thought that be, might be a marriage of, uh, you know, construction and work and some design. Um, mm -hmm. But got in that pretty quick and I, didn't know, I did not like that at all. Um, <laughs> so uh, they offered, um, kind of stumbled into a design class at college and then that just really just took off. That just really like, was like rocket fuel because soon as I got a taste of that, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. And, um, I really just fell in love and, and excelled at it. I wasn't really good at what I, um, at school, as far as high school and grade school, I think great, didn't get great grades, but for the first time I was getting straight A's and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And, um, it just really, I don't know, open doors kind of just was like a light bulb went off moment. Yeah, just that was just, your, that was your lane. You felt like you were mm -hmm. in, kind of in your sweet spot there. Yeah. And that just, that has taken me kind of on just kind of a, a journey of a, an awesome journey across the board. I, I got into Kent state and that that's where I took my design clap courses and that opened up doors as far as um, I had internships in Chicago and internships in Zurich, Switzerland. Um, and then came back and got into a master's program there. Um, so got my post-grad and then, um, that opened up opportunities uh, to get into my first design job um, at an agency in Cleveland called Flourish. And then, um, boy, that was just, again, another one step after the other. Each built on top of each other. Um, but that, I ended up being at, at the Flourish, that agency there for 16 years. And kind of started as a designer. And by the end of it, I was kind of the full-time photographer and also as well as creative director there. And and then along that path is when I met university tees and you guys. And mm -hmm. I think Joe in full disclosure, Joe's my brother-in-law. So we, <laughs> he, and, he and I, he and I had always talked um, about like joining UTs and it wasn't, it wasn't the right time for a long time. And, um, and we were okay with that, but we just, I think that opened up opportunities for our companies to work together. And so I think we took on, a branding project and the website project for university tees at the time. And, mm -hmm. um, and then eventually you guys won me over and then I came over to university tees and that's where <laughs> I'm at now as chief creative officer. And I'm loving every second of it. So. Yeah, you're doing an amazing job. I mean, everything you, everything you touch just has this is an amazing look. You have, definitely have a guy given ability for what you do. So, and I, you know, 
not only for you know UTs and and other other clients, but also for making ISI look <laughs> look so good. So thank thank you. Well, I, I truly love like I I love putting together um or just using my talents just to to, to bless others and 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 especially in this area, it's it's um it, one of the coolest things. And I, I come back to this a lot, but you know, a lot of designers and people in my industry they would love to work for like like Nike or Apple would be like the ultimate. Um, mm-hmm. But it's never been my thing as far as like when I've looked at that, I've always looked at like how, how can I look, take anything wherever I'm at and just transform it and, 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 and make it to be the best it can be. And like Nike and Apple, they've got those things together. They're already, you know, about as good as they're going to get, you know, but it's like, you look at anybody else and there's just so much need and potential and opportunity. And I love that transformation journey. Like it's, mm-hmm. sometimes it's even better than the end product. It's just that journey of, exploration and dreaming and, and building. And I think that goes back to my roots a little bit, but the, that, that part of it is, it's magical to me. And that's, that's, wh- that's where I love helping out. Like that's where it's just being part of anything, getting started. You start, you know, you have the blank, blank canvas, a blank sheet of paper and, you know, where can this go and where can this, how, what the, can this look like and, and feel like, and what's the experience of the, the end user and the audience. Like that's, that's pretty that's it. That's your That's jam. That's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause I mean, you know, from my perspective too, I mean, you know, prior to, you know, ISI and whatnot in different, um, you know, asked to be, you know, volunteer on a, a board here or a board there, you know, I, I would look for similar opportunities where, you know, my unique gifting where I feel like I can actually make a difference and help people, mm-hmm. um, whether that was with like FCA or, you know, with whatever, whatever kind of organization you're involved with. And so, you know, I think that's interesting because I think other guys might be, you know, listening to this and thinking, Hey, I want to help. I got, you know, I got gifts, um, mm-hmm. that maybe I could expand. Um, so it's interesting how you're drawn to those kind of roles, um, and to help those kinds of organizations. I can still have a, like a memory of a light bulb moment when I was probably, I don't know, 13 or 14 and being on a project and, and my friends were just kind of like dragging their feet you know, we're all in a project and I all kind of bunch of us helping out and we're all just like dragging our feet. And there, there was, op, there was like that situation where like, I'm got like, they're, they're handed the worst jobs because they're kind of dragging their feet. And I, where I'm like, was like pressing in looking for ways to help and, and giving more. And I think yeah. it's a kind of a, that really sucked out to me. It's like, boy, if you're, if you push in and, and look for more, more is given, you know, and yep. um, that's, that's held true throughout my whole career. Hmm. Good, good lesson there. I mean, yeah, for sure. So they say work flows towards competency, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I love the background. I love um, just hearing about people's, you know, past and kind of, you know, little glimpses of kind of what, what has shaped them. And it's interesting that you guys have, you guys have broken the, uh, generations of plumbers and <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> We're so on, a, on a different on a different path now and it's interesting mm-hmm. you know it's you know my family too you know my um you know my dad was the first one in, in his whole line to go to college mm-hmm. and um you know break free of um not break free it's the wrong maybe the wrong term but just get, set a different course i guess in different trajectory so it's an interesting um thing to be thankful for your roots and where you came from and yeah. um I wanted to switch gears a little bit and just, you know, you're, you know, switch gears to your current family. And, yeah. you know, the reason I wanted to interview you uh, on this and is because your story and your, um, mm-hmm. you know, you and Kelly have been on a journey, um, yeah. you know, as you guys 
are are going through have gone through um you know it's cancer journey and -hmm. i just feel like that conversation is very powerful and much needed and it's so it's a lot more common than i really thought it was um yeah and so i wanted to just kind of go there a little bit and um actually my first question was where were you when you found out and talk about that experience yeah um, I, I, I'd echo what you said as far as there's way more people out there dealing with this than you realize. Um, you know, we knew people here and there, but it just didn't seem to be until we got on mm-hmm. this journey. It, it didn't seem to be um, as visible to us until we got on it. And maybe that's the case with a lot of things. But mm-hmm. um, to your question, um, we were it was probably last last uh, September, probably late September, early October. Um, my wife just had felt kind of um, a lump of some sort and she wasn't overly concerned, but just kind of, it just felt, you know, she, she had had cysts before, but like never just had mm-hmm. felt different. And um, mm-hmm. so she's like, I, you know, I kind of feel like I need to get this checked out and I'm like, okay, well let's, you know, let's go through those steps. And she went to get her first mammogram and um, I think they said, well, you need to talk to your gynecologist first. And so, um, you know, she did that and they said, yeah, you really need to go check this out right away. Um, and at that point, you know, everyone was very cautious. They weren't like, you know, no one was really raising any alarms yet as far as any concerns, but you know, in the back of our mind, you know, you just never know. And so Mm -hmm. we started like, you know, it was in the back of our mind, like, you know, maybe this is is something we're not going to, we're not going to assume that it's something we're not going to jump to that conclusion, but, um, but we want to do what's right and we want to do what's, you know, you know, wise and let's, let's get this checked out. Um, so we went in and had our, I went in with her, you know, went in for her first mammogram and, um, you know, she, they, you know, of course the lady would go, go back into the room, you know, I'm not going with her, I'm out in the waiting room. And, and, you know, what would have was supposed to have taken like 20 minutes, a half an hour, maybe ended up being like two hours while I'm waiting there. I'm like, there's no real, real way to contact her. And I'm like, man, what's going on? And, um, so that was hard. And, and she came out in tears and it was just an emotional day for us that you know um the technician in fact was was in the waiting you were in the waiting room out like yes by the front desk and she was back in the yeah just having kind of the procedure done Mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha and and they're not supposed to do this i guess but a technician says you know she goes back to review the the results of the mammogram and he's like well you know i can't say for certain but it looks like you've got cancer you know like that was, you know, just oh, as wow. blunt and as straightforward as that. And that hit her obviously mm-hmm. like a, like a semi truck, you know, and, um, you know, without anyone being there and without really being prepared for that, um, the reality of that. Um, so that just really started, you know, the whole, the whole journey and, and what, what's a really, you know, I would say a really tough month or two of October and, and really, uh, really October was really the, the, the worst um, because there's just so much uncertainty there, especially at the beginning, because you don't even know what it means. You don't know, you know, is there, a, do we yeah. have a time limit that we're Can working with? A, you know, assess the whole thing. And, yeah, yeah. It's so uncertain at that time. So well, yeah, it was really difficult. That's a, so you were there, you were in the office and she walks out and you're just like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, and- <laughs> that, had to, that had been a very heavy moment. It didn't probably even just just re re walking down memory lane. It was probably, it was yeah, probably been, you know, challenge, challenging to even do. Yeah. So, yeah. so from there, you know, 
and and, and bring us up to current state where you know just yeah. so people know right now you know where where are you on the journey well i think it's probably it's probably important to continue you know to walking down this 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 reflection i guess the you know the font like the following weeks were just a whirlwind you know like we didn't really want to say anything even at that point because again this technician you know, we don't know whether to, to, if he's got the clout to say yes or no and to confirm it. So we were kind of waiting on like final confirmation. Um, and so it just, we started like, it that started like ha- us having conversations, like how are we going to process this? How are we going to tell our kids? How are we going to work through this? If this is the case, you know, so we had about a week between that procedure to when we met with the doctor to kind of let us know like for certain in. Um, so we were kind of beginning to brace ourselves and beginning to kind of like explore what that all looked like. Um, so that when we did get the news the week later, um, yeah. we kind of, we knew what kind of what we wanted to do. Um, you know, we, 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 we let our kids know right away. Um, we thought that was important for a number of reasons. We wanted them, obviously we want to be open with them. We didn't want to hide it. Our kids are, I should back up a little bit. Our kids are, 13 is our oldest 11 is our middle and eight is our youngest um so we felt like they may not quite grasp everything but yet we wanted them to know and and we felt like it was important even if they didn't quite understand it they, we wanted it we thought it was important for them to under to see us kind of go through this journey um sure to see our highs and lows to see um how we process things how we lean on god for things you know like there was just a lot of of uh, intentionality about letting them know that. And then the other thing was just letting our, our families know, letting our workplaces know. And so that just kind of like started a whole, whole journey. And then up to this point, uh, up to today, I mean, um, uh, we, we pretty really quickly got, um, got a kind of a, a plan in place. The doctors were awesome. They, they really came alongside us. Um, I will say, um, point out a quick story. Um, not told a lot of people this, but um, the day, and sorry, it's a little emotional. Um, the day, the day we went from, that we found out mm-hmm. the hospital is to, well, there's a couple of different offices that we have to kind of address. So the, the initial surgeon, the head surgeon and kind of in charge of our case said, you know, she gave us the news. And she's like, you know, you need to talk to the um, uh, the person in charge of chemotherapy. And so they said, you know, it's just the building kind of catty corner. You need to walk down there. So it's a nice September day. And so she's mm-hmm. like, I, I coordinated a meeting in the next 20 minutes, you know, and she was open. We got you going. So they were very helpful in that, in that regard. So she sent us down. We met with that, uh, that doctor who was amazing. And then... <clears throat> And then, then we had to come back to the original doctor. And so in that coming back, you know, we're just kind of in shock. Like we're just mm-hmm. kind of like kind of reeling through all the emotions and stuff. And mm-hmm. on the way back, we were kind of like stopping at the street light, kind of like waiting to walk across the street and just kind of like kind of numb and kind of like kind of talking to ourselves. Um, I'd probably describe it as like tunnel vision, but this woman came up beside us and said, you know, like, She's like, I can tell you guys are going through a lot right now. And mm. I just want you to know that God's with you. Really? And, um, wow. Yeah. Just, <laughs> this is on the walk back from 
back to the original doctor's office and randomly just kind of senses this and comes up to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And she said that God's with you and I'm going to pray for you. And she oh. just walked, she just, she just walked with us back to the next building. <clears throat> Sorry. And she, um, yeah, she, it was pretty amazing because like, and then she, we kind of got in the next building and we looked mm -hmm. around and, and she's like gone. Like, so and so like, we kind of look back at that situation. It's like, man, what a, like, what a God moment. With you yeah. 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 So it's pretty, pretty incredible. And I tell that story because it's, God just has a way of, of meeting us where we need, where we need Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. That, that, uh, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. It's, um, to go through that is, uh, you know, I've never been through something like that person, but it's, you know, when Nancy and I were, um, uh, you know, pregnant with the, with the, the pregnancy with the twins, you know, it's just yeah. very scary and <clears throat> a lot of unknowns, different deal, obviously. But, um, there was this lady at church that, um, her name was Betty, Betty Boatwright. And she, I mean, I swear she must've been like 140 years old. Um, yeah. but she, you know, was one of those people that got inserted in our life at that time. And she, um, you know, at church, she could just, she's like, oh, can I just pray for you guys? And mm. it's like, sure. I don't know you, but absolutely. And then, and then she called and checked on us every single day or every single wow. week. She'd check in with Nancy and just pray for her. If she, if she, if we missed her call, she'd leave a voicemail and just pray in her voicemail. And we're like this angel, like at this mm -hmm. time in our life, this person got, you know, involved with us and hooked up with us and just brought us a sense of comfort. And so it's interesting here and, you know, a similar, but different, you know, experience on this lady. Maybe it was Betty. Maybe Betty was. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, call her, we'll call her Betty because I've never seen her before. <laughs> we'll call her Betty. Yeah. yeah. Betty, Betty came out, helped you there, guys cross the street. Yeah. There's been so many stories like that. Um, God, God has been so good to us through this process. It's, it's been one of the richest, um, experiences i would say me or my wife have gone through in our lives like i would think mm -hmm. we'd both agree agree with that it's just been um pretty amazing to see how <clears throat> when you sit back i think i think i don't know i think sometimes we rush to solve things on our own and we kind of we limit well not limit I, we kind of interfere with how God can work in our lives. <clears throat> and so when, when we don't have that control and we're kind of forced into a situation like this and you're forced to kind of like, where you really have no control, um, mm. where you really have to, there's nothing you really can do. And you're just kind of forced to sit back and watch. Um, it's pretty amazing to see God move. It really is. Mm. And I think this is this, this kind of forced that, um, yeah, it's, you know, just, just to see the amount of Bettys that have been in our lives to come in and speak into us. And we've had people, um, like shortly after we've kind of let our community know, and, and, and I mean, that was in October, um, we had people put meal trains together. We had meals four days a week from Thursday, uh, sorry, not Thursday, from March, or sorry, from November to March. Um, wow which like five months of meals and um, daily letters from people in her mailbox to Kelly, letting him encouraging her. Um, so powerful. financial gifts, yeah. it's just the outpouring of so many people was just uh, so humbling and, mm. and, and just what a, what a God thing. I mean, mm. He gets, he gets all the credit and the praise for that. It's um, 
No, that's fantastic. Well, and what, one of the things, I mean, I, I see is you know, you've used that term that, you know, it's been, um, you know, such a, a positive experience. It's almost, you treat it as like a gift, you know, from what yeah. you just talked about is, you know, having to rely on your faith, having to push into your faith because it is out of your control and, you know, you can't really interfere. Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You just got to trust, trust in it. Um, and, you know, was that, um, I guess, did you, were you immediately at that spot? Like, or did it take a little bit to get there where you kind of surrendered in a way? Um, that's a great question. I, a couple of things happened all at once. I think, I think that week that we had prior, just the kind of like the, like the in-between, like we had that technician tell us. And then between that time and the doctor's time, we had it like that, almost like that deep breath before the plunge. And um, mm-hmm. yeah you know, kind of how helped us like reflect and, and, and kind of assess things before we really dived into this journey. And, um, I think we leaned heavily on kind of our, our faith in what God has done in our lives up to this point. Um, God has just kind of like shown his faithfulness throughout our lives. And, and so I think, and we've been aware of that. So I think going into this, we, we, we leaned heavily on, on, our history and our faith in where God has brought us to this point. Um, so that was a big part of it. I think, um, I think we were given a book early on. Um, one of our pastors, it's like, it's, I shouldn't even call it a book. It's like more like a pamphlet. Um, but it's by John Piper called don't waste your cancer. And I think that's, I think it's a supplement off of a bigger book he's, t- he's written, but I, I'm not sure what that was called, but um, it's like 11, reasons why we shouldn't waste our in this case shouldn't waste cancer your cancer experience um which was really eye-opening for me i think and, and kelly too but um i think for both of us just like to to recognize this is a gift not a curse to recognize that there's opportunity and growth um um to be had in this time in this journey and to um, kind of sit back and, and, and be open to all of that. I think that really kind of helped a lot. And then of course, I mean, we were surrounded by prayer through the whole process and, and so many people um, praying for us. And I know that prayer, um, the prayer warriors that lifted us up, I think, I think definitely were a part of helping us through that and, and continuing to help us through this. So. Okay. It, it seems I was just wanted to ask about your um, the children, you know, and how they've um, responded to this. It seems like you and you know you have kept a, a spirit of positivity and gratitude, and you know, you're focusing on you know how it's brought you closer to God and your in your faith, and um, you know you really have kept your chin up in a positive way. I'm just curious, you know, how the kids have responded throughout this whole process. Yeah, they they lean really heavily on us. I, at first, I mean, there was, they were through that uncertain time. They were really like, like down kind of at first. Um, mm. they, they didn't know what it meant and, and they just, they just knew it was bad. You know, they just, they just knew it was kind of scary. Um, so they were emotional. Um, I think my youngest, he was very, I mean, he's our only boy, but he, he was very matter of fact about it. It was like, Oh, okay. Mom's got cancer. Almost like she's got a cold. Like it, it didn't really like set in with him, but the older two, the girls were more emotional and, and, um, you could tell that. Um, my oldest, she's very, um, she's more passive, but she, she, she just would 
just stay closer to Kelly and as proximity, just kind of, she just always wanted to be in the same room, just kind of wanted to just be close to her through this time. Um, and then my, my middle was very much, um, she didn't want, she didn't want to see like the aspects of the, of the sickness come about, like, you know, Kelly losing her hair and that type of thing. She, she didn't want to see that cause she's more mm. visual and more tangible, um, of a person. And so, um, so they both, they all, all three kind of like reacted to it differently, but it was, it was good because they saw the process and they quick and they adapted quickly. Um, they, 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 they understood as we went, as we understood and we, as we shared with them, um, cause it was a learning journey for us as well. We didn't, we had never been a part of this, something like this before. So as we were learning, we were sharing it with them and they were learning as well. And I think they adapted and, and, and caught on pretty quick and, and were right there with us. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, interesting. A lot of the things that you've mentioned are are some of the you know this was pre Corona, you know, and yeah. when you guys found yeah. out this, it's like, it, it, oh it's yeah, that. You, you deal with that. You deal with you know breast cancer and that whole process. It's like Corona, mm-hmm. you know, can't get nothing on you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it was uh, you know, a lot of way, and you know, you're a leader in mul- in multiple facets: your family and business, and you know, community and elsewhere, and you know, going through this, I'm sure has prepared you for, you know, the current situation and, uh, heading into 2020 and all the, Mm -hmm. all the craziness that has ensued. So for, you know, for somebody, you know, um, what advice would you give to somebody, um, words of wisdom, Mm -hmm. um, if if someone were to find themselves, you know, in that, that waiting room or along that journey? Um, Um, that's hard. Um, I'd say, let go. I think my, my, my first thing, um, you know, we, we pretend a lot of times that we have control of things. And, um, I, I think we try very hard to always have control and to be in control. Um, but it's important to recognize our place and recognize that our, we're in God's hands and, um, he is our creator. He's our healer. Um, so in situations like that, um, I just, I felt like it would be, it's important to just to let go of those, of the control aspect of it, but also let go of, of duties and responsibilities and understand like what you're going through in this situation is the most important thing. And, and some of the things it kind of relies your perspectives and, and, and what you think is important quickly falls away is not important. So like really like, you know, realign the, the things that are really truly important and let go of the things that aren't. And then I, I obviously, of course, pray. I think pray is huge. It has been huge for us. Um, mm. How we've been lifted up in prayer by so many, but also us just going to God in prayer. First um, Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your <clears throat> anxieties on him because he cares for you, you know? And I think when burdens are too big for us to handle, um, it's, it's, our, it's, it's become our first knee-jerk reaction is, God, this is too big for us. We need you. Like we, this is, this is beyond what we can handle. We need you. I'm going to take this burden that I could carry, but I'm going to give it to you because I, I can't carry it. So I think that's, um, that's huge. And then last, I would say, um, be open. I think one of the other things we've learned along this way is, um, I think there's, there's our American society is all about giving and, and helping and, we take there's kind of like um kind of a a level of pride in that and i think 
when you know we, we it's always this like it's kind of a joke kind of thing like you know you you i'm gonna pay for your dinner no i'm gonna pay for your dinner you know there's this like <laughs> there's like always this argument you know or uh let me help you out no i don't need help it's okay I, you know there's there's always this kind of like semi friction kind of thing that goes along and when it's actually a situation like this where and this was actually kind of uh, advice our doctor gave us right at the be- right at the beginning she's like you're gonna there's people are gonna come out of the woodwork that's gonna help you and she's like let them and and i thought that was huge because our first reaction and i think always in in the past we've always said you know we don't it's okay we don't need help we don't want to be a burden on anyone but in this situation, we just kind of embrace that and we're open to it. And for a number of reasons, one, we needed it. We needed, we needed that support and that strength that comes from so many, so much love and support from everyone. But the other part was people need that in, as a way to grieve and as a way to support. And we didn't want to rob people of that. We didn't want to take that yeah. away from people. And um, yeah. so right off the bat, there was a discussion that we had just, with Kelly and I, when we went into this, we're like, you know, what's, what are we going to do with all this? You know, we can, we can, we can be on one side and say, no, it's okay. You know, we're going to, we can, we can kind of hide in our bubble. We've known people have done that. You know, we've known people who've gone through this that just kind of like we're private and we are, we tend to be private people ourselves. But in this case, we're like, you know what, we're, we're going to, um, you know, I don't, I don't think we went about like telling the world that we have cancer, but we were, we were open to any question and we let people know and, um, and then just were open to what God wanted to do through that. Um, and I would say that's, that was huge for us, um, mm. in, in, in the process. That's great. Um, those are great nuggets of wisdom there. Yeah. Oh. And it, it's been, that's been, that, I would say that's been kind of a different muscle to flex because, um, prior to this, I wouldn't say we really received a lot, you know, in, in the past. And so, um, that was something to learn and, and, and definitely something we struggled with at first, but quickly, you know, said, God, we're, we're yours. We're, we're just going to be open-handed about this and we're just going to take what you have to give us and, and learn from and be grateful for and with humility, just, just go with it. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. I've never thought about it from that perspective of, you know, robbing other people of, what they can do to participate, you know, in, in helping, um, or grieving or, you know, just their, how they're going through the process as a family, friends, neighbors, et cetera. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a good nugget. And, uh, so with the food ended in March, mm-hmm. you're back to cooking. <laughs> yep. Just a, right at the time, perfect time. Corona hit right after that. And we weren't going out anyway. So it all worked out. And, um, so give us an update where, you know, it's, um, we're doing this, we're recording in June. So, Mm -hmm. um, where are things now? Yeah. Um, in November, Kelly started uh, chemo and, uh, we went through chemo through November, December, all through, all the way through March. Um, and, um, end of March, she, she, she finished her chemo. And then in April she had a mastectomy. Um, and now we're kind of on the, the backside of that mastectomy and she's just kind of finishing up her healing. And then, um, next week, um, next Wednesday, she'll be starting five weeks of, uh, radiation treatments. So, but God, but, but praise be to God. I mean, we've gotten results back, um, after surgery that 
Kelly for all intents and purposes is cancer free. And we're so grateful for that and, and, and praise God for his healing. And um, the radiation is more of a, it's still important. And then there's, there, there, there could still be microscopic aspects to the cancer, but this is like the last, you know, the, the, the one, one, two punch. And it's more of a precautionary sure. thing. But it's one thing we're going to just walk through and, and, um, you know, and to the Corona thing, I would say Corona has been a blessing too. Um, Corona has allowed us to just, again, it's been a hedge of protection with the quarantine and, and allowed us, okay. you know, with Kelly's immunity anyways, um, being low, it's just, it's allowed us to kind of heal and have that time to uh, get better and keep her healthy. And, and if it wasn't, if, if quarantine hadn't been in place, I think it would have been that much harder. And um, so again, looking at the blessings, God, God is just blessed in so many ways along the way. I'm so glad to hear, you know, she's doing well and you guys are, you know, almost, almost through this thing and it's been an inspiration, um, you know, watching and just observing how you guys have handled it. Um, and it's, it's encouraging and I'm sure, you know, not only to me, but to, to others. And that was one of the main things I wanted to make sure people heard because, you know, it is so common and it's one of those things you start to hear about it and you realize, wow, how many people mm-hmm. have shared a similar experience. So, um, and that's really what ISI is all about, you know, is, is, uh, you know, how can we to make each other better? You know, how can we share our experiences, our, our you know, resources, our wisdom, our unique abilities, and, um, you know, lift up those around me. And uh, so I appreciate you, you know, walking down that, that memory lane is as tough as it was. And, uh, and I'm sure you're, you know, going to continue to do that. And this is really just the, the beginning of how you're not wasting your cancer, you know, not just the, the period where it was, yeah. you know, battle time but you know beyond battle time so yeah well i'm so, um, I'm so sorry about that. i'm so appreciative of the isi guys too i'd have to say like i've had so many isi guys reach out to me and, and continually mm-hmm. check in and say how, how are you doing steve how's kelly doing you know and praying for me and um i again just so thankful for this this organization this group of, of men um that are sharpening each other and, and and are there for each other it's been awesome to see yeah no, for sure. It's cool. You know, when we, I always talk about this, but one thing I, I really didn't uh, anticipate was the strength that of the relationships that grow and develop as a result of um, ISI. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought it was more about, you know, learning and content and speakers and they're great and they certainly help, but it's the thing that is, is the glue is the relationships because it's, um, and it's been a so fun, you know, for my, for myself, just to meet, meet some of the people and grow in new relationships and for, and to see it happening, you know, with others. And, um, you know, that's, that's awesome. That's what's all about that community aspect of it. So very cool, Steve. Thank you. As we, um, as we, uh, you know, pivot off of, of your personal story and just, just more on your couple of questions I just ask everybody, cause it's, they're kind of interesting to hear the different responses. And, sure. um, one of the things is just, um, what brings you the most joy? Um, you know? I, I, lo- I go back to what I do, um, in, in designing and being creative and photography. If those, those things are, you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard the phrase, like, if you, if you do what you love, you'd never work a day in your life. And I, I truly believe that. Like, I just, I, I love doing those things. Um, and it doesn't, it's not work. So it's, it is joyful, the process. Um, I love reading. I love spending time with my family. Um, yeah, those 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 things are probably the top three. That's awesome. Very cool. 
What about um, books? Any any you know top books over your life that have really you know made a huge difference, or maybe one that you're reading you know, right now? Um, I think boy, a number came to mind. Um, one I just finished um, was really good. Surprisingly, um, I don't know why I say it's surprisingly. It's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was gonna stink. Yeah. Well, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't realize how good it would be and how much I would like it. But it's called I'm Possible uh, by Jeremy Cowart. Um, who is a, it's, um, it's funny. He's, he's someone I've followed, um, on social media for a long time. He's, uh, mm. he's, he's from Nashville. Um, <clears throat> he's a, he's a designer, another creative, a designer photographer. Um, but he's got a heart for missions and a heart for, um, just for people. And, um, mm. he's a dreamer. Um, but it's a, kind of a book about his life, but in, in, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. It was, it, it kind of, um, I, I, I think some of our experiences have been very similar and in his approach yeah. to things just is, is, was really good. Um, the subtitle is jumping into fear and discovering a life of purpose. And, and I think basically the concept, what he talks about and what he really drives home is um, going through doors that God opens and, 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 and just whether or not you feel like you're prepared for it, go through that door anyways, because God's going to take you yeah. through that and is going to, reward you in <clears throat> and I, I would say that that has been shown to me throughout my life over and over again you know opportunities where maybe i didn't feel like i was up to something but i just decided i'm going to be obedient or and maybe that's not even the term but i'm just going to go through and just go see go with that opportunity yeah. and i've just come out and learned so much the process and been blessed by it and so that was just a, a great book um hmm. other couple other books um Every Good Endeavor by Timothy Keller has, has been a favorite of mine. Um, again, talking about like the marriage of work and faith. Um, Creativity Inc. Um, is another book that I read about a year or two ago uh, by Ed Catmull, who's the co-founder of Pixar. Um, really good book. Um, um, and then another one, Speaking of Jesus uh, by Carl Madeiras. Again, just talking about like we try to put so much of us into um, Jesus's agenda. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. And so it, it just, we need to simplify things and, and not muddy the waters and just be Jesus to people. So there's a couple books that came to mind. I, I got to ask a follow-up on that. Yeah. How do we, what's, what's the, what's the golden, golden rod there? Is it love? Is it what's, how do we be more but, like Jesus? Oh yeah. It's love. It's, it's just, yeah. You know, it's not a bunch of rules. It's not a bunch of, you know, what religion says or all these things that we need to come alongside. You know, it's not it's not about our our checklist of things that we have to do. It's it's just press into Jesus. Hmm. That's good stuff, Steve. So um, you mentioned First Peter, uh, you know, recently throughout mm -hmm. the conversation, um, five, mm -hmm. five, seven, uh, verse seven, but. Yeah. At, any um, any other you know life verse that maybe is with you right now, or one that's yeah. always been with you since your PK or PPK times? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I mean, the one that's I think it's a lot of people's life verse, but it has been for me, um, and I still own it myself. But like Philippians four six and seven, you know, do not worry, but mm -hmm. trust and 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 be thankful for what God has given you, and, and He's going to give you that peace. Um, you know it. it I love that verse and it just, every time I read it, I, I, 
I just always learn something new. Um, one verse though, that was kind of stuck with us through this process that became kind of our verse through this journey, um, was Isaiah 43, two. Um, and it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they will, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Um, Mm. And and then I get there was I guess another one too Isaiah twelve two um, says behold God is my salvation I will trust and I will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song and He's become my salvation um, those two verses really just we leaned heavily on those verses through the last nine months or so um, just through this journey that they've just really been kind of our kind of our rock um, mm. as we Powerful. walk through this yeah those are great yeah I haven't. Not heard those. I uh, appreciate you sharing those. Those two, yeah. Yeah. maybe have, but forgot. But those, those are great. Well, Steve, um, I'm sure you know. I don't know who's going to listen to this, and I know I know it'll be helpful. I know it'll be a blessing to somebody somewhere if they yeah. wanted to follow up with you and and maybe chat with you um, or just learn more, or mm-hmm. encourage you further. Um, how can people connect with you? Um, boy, email or text. Um, Okay. Yeah, and, and we can, I can put this in the, in the link in the, in the podcast, but um, it's okay. sschumann at uts.com or uh, my phone number 216-773-0336. But really, anyway, anyone wants to contact them, always available. Okay. Yeah, we'll put put it on there. I know you're uh, always willing to help other mm-hmm. people and you know, I'm sure you'll be a blessing to, to many others down the road. So it's um it's been awesome, you know, um, just seeing, and it's been such an inspiration to, you know, to Nancy and I and our faith and just seeing how you guys went through this. And, um, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy, but just know that you've, uh, you haven't wasted it. You guys have not wasted your cancer. Um, you've definitely, um, you know, used it in a very positive way. And, um, just want you guys to know that I'm still, still praying for you guys. And I know the, the journey continues and, but, um, I'm just thankful for, your friendship and watching, watching you guys go through this and just know that um, I think God would be proud of how you guys handled the whole thing. All glory goes to him. I mean, (laughs) that was one other thing we wanted to do when we went into this. We we, we were never, we wanted to always be vocal about who we're giving thanks and and praise to. We didn't want to say, Oh, you know, thanks for the thoughts, you know, but we we wanted to say, you know, we want to, praise God and give him credit for what he's done in our lives and not, not hide that and not be quiet about that. So, but thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You guys are, you know, and great, uh, great stewards of that faith. So, um, were you open to, uh, as we wrap down and just closing us in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to. All right. Father God, we just, um, we, we give our, our lives to you. Um, so thankful for, for your involvement in, in your, um, love for each one of us. Lord, we don't know who's listening to this podcast. Um, don't know if this will resonate with anyone, um, but Lord, we we just put this in your hands as we do our lives. And uh, we thank you and um, we honor you. We love you. And um, we ask that you would just uh, continue to um, help us sharpen each other, Lord, as we, as we rub shoulders with um, people in our workplace, in our home life. Um, in our communities help us to um, to make other people better help us to be a light in in this world and um, Lord thank you for what you're doing in our lives thank you for what you can do in the lives of so many other people um, who listen to this and who um, who are pressing into you so Lord we just uh, pray for those that are 
listen to this and ask you to be with each one. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.